Hello, this is Jane Coombs of Working Well Solutions Limited, and I'm starting a new podcast series on health, safety, and well-being in the workplace, based on my experience and topical issues. Let's go. Episode number 15. Doing a simplified ethnic minority risk assessment. I recently returned to nursing and to the NHS to help out with COVID-19. As you all know, or probably maybe you don't know, but I gave up nursing a couple of years ago, my qualification, so that I could focus on the safety side of my business, which also incorporated occupational health. But now I've returned to the NHS and I'm in a local occupational health department in the local hospital and helping out and it is frantic, which is why I haven't been doing many of these podcasts. However, I've decided to come on air again to tell everyone about the ethnic minority risk assessment process, which is used throughout the NHS and through many local authorities to help ascertain the vulnerability of people, not necessarily from ethnic, but we're doing it for all people now in the workplace to assess the vulnerability if they caught COVID-19. Once we've assessed that vulnerability, then we put in place some generic control measures so that we can protect and help those working And this would be especially important if we do go to a second lockdown or the COVID-19 spikes again. As you know, when COVID first struck back in March, April, the world was unprepared for the unprecedented number of infections and deaths that occurred. And what really showed up early on in the pandemic was how badly COVID-19 19 affected those from ethnic minorities and once identified as an issue interest on how best to assess the risk and protect these workers started. Before I go any further the system I use I can claim no fame for. This has been developed by the Association of Local Authority Medical Advisors Alama and is available as an open document on the website and I'll be putting all the links that I talk about in a blog post and in the notes that accompany this podcast. Before I start though I wanted to say a word about things which cannot be quantified because there is much that can't be quantified in a person. That's language proficiency, culture, integration into into a society or a workplace these cannot be quantified but what we can quantify are some physical aspects of a person's makeup to look at their vulnerability and this is what the Alama system allows so the ethnic minority assessment is a medically based assessment research based but there is still sociological issues which will have an influence too and that is not covered in this assessment because it's so difficult to quantify. However, it's a starting place and it seems to be working. So why do we treat ethnic minorities differently? Because of statistics. These show that non-white or non-native people, and that includes other groups such as travellers, have been disproportionately affected by COVID-19 in the UK. 
I first heard of this when a relative of mine who works in intensive care in London told me that every single patient with COVID in her unit was non-white. She couldn't understand it. And since then, statistics have indeed endorsed this picture. Once the statisticians realised the problem, work started to develop a system to simplify and quantify the risk to ethnic minorities and to recommend the control measures. And I'm going to go through this assessment and what we do in our local hospital and what others do across the country. The process is most effective for clinical or caring staff. However, it can be adapted to any type of worker or any group of people to look at some basic health issues which can affect people if they contract COVID-19. And why I use that on clinical people is because they are caring for people who may possibly have COVID-19, either as a known or an unknown case. So the ALMA guidelines is to assess the risk based on gender. Women have a slightly less risk depending on age. The body mass index, if your body mass index is over 30, increases your risk. Your race, different races have different susceptibility. Pregnancy and underlying health conditions and particularly health conditions where Uh, shielding came into play people on immunosuppressants people with heart disease lung disease things like that and within the guidelines there is a list of these diseases that is going to increase people's susceptibility things like high blood pressure asthma heart disease long-term lung disease people on cancer treatments there is a full list there and it's broken down by age. So the risk for somebody say 21 would have a different risk than say somebody who is 80. So there's, this is all quantified and it's all done as a sum working out what starting off with your actual age and then adding or taking points off your age uh, coming up with a COVID age at the end which puts you in a risk bracket. It sounds complicated, but it's pretty simple once you get into it and uh, you've done your first few, it becomes um, easier to understand. To do the assessment, it helps if you have a medical nursing training, because sometimes you have to make a clinical judgment based on conflicting factors. Maybe you bump someone up a few, few years, but if you have nothing else, just follow the guidance and uh, you won't go far wrong. The website on Alima looks really complicated at first. Writings, colours, numbers, lists. Don't be daunted. I will make it easier for you here. So the tools you'll need to do the assessment is a discussion questionnaire with which you'll fill in with the person you want to assess. There is a downloadable questionnaire on the website as well. You'll ask the following questions of the person you're assessing, their gender, ethnicity, their age, their body mass index, their health conditions and whether they're pregnant. And for each answer, you have to add or subtract years to a person's age. For example, let's talk this one through. If you're female, you can immediately take five years off your current age. 
So if I were 30, and I wish I were, with no other health issues or problems, I would have a COVID age of 25 years, which becomes my COVID age. If you're using the questionnaire, go through it and add or subtract years depending on their answers. Don't worry about the total at this stage. It's easier to do it when you have collected all the facts. Go to the bottom of the Alama guidelines to find where the COVID age belongs. So say my age was so much say my age was 40 and I'd added and subtracted all my numbers and I came out at number 66. That would probably put me in the moderate risk bracket. And Alama have very kindly set out the types of risks and the health controls that you would need to protect that person. They also give some examples of how this works. In our organisation, we looked at the Alama guidelines and came up with something like they had suggested, but we did modify some of the risks because we wanted to be ultra cautious, if you like, with our control methods. So this goes into a chart and then everyone we see, we assess their COVID age by looking at their assessment. We didn't do this one-to-one because we had too many, but the managers took on this assessment with the consent of the individual. They send it through to us and we make a final assessment looking at, say, someone had asthma, we would need to ask them if they'd had steroids recently or if they'd been in hospital, if they had diabetes, what their blood test was, you know, how was their control because that is a is a factor. And for the control measures, we would have to think about what work they did, what job they're in. So, for example, if they worked in theatres, there'd be a lot of aerosol generating procedures, which is high risk. If they worked on outpatients, the risk would be lower, but there would still be risk. So the basic recommendation would be to follow infection control procedures and to use all the personal protective equipment that's been recommended, but also follow all the general guidelines about washing your hands and being careful when you cough or sneeze and also wearing a mask around the hospital. That is the basis of the Alama risk assessment for ethnic minorities so that we can look after them and protect them. We also follow guidance published by UK Gov regarding cohorting of patients into low, medium and high risk, making sure that staff who have high risk vulnerability do not work in those areas or work in COVID secure, COVID safe or work from home if possible. So that's the Alama guidance. I have lots of links to associated documentation about how to work out a BMI, links to test and trace and all the government information on my website in this blog, but also a show note. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you've uh, found something useful here and look out for my next podcast. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.